Hey everyone, this is the Love of Cinema podcast. We like to talk movies. If you like to talk movies too, you come to the right place. Uh, the earlier Agnipath was more rough around the edges. It was more, it was more organic, right? Sanjay Dutt did a really good job in the new Agnipath. But the older Agnipath, there was something about the Danny character. There was something about Kancha Chena, which, which survived the age, uh, ages. And then there is Amitabh Bachchan, right? Amitabh Bachchan in the 80s was this, was this kind of sleeping giant. Roughly half hour into Mukulanan's 1990 action drama Agnipath, Amitabh Bachchan arrives in a black Ford Mustang at a secluded petrol pump, where his one-time mentors and now adversaries await to finish him off. As soon as Bachchan's Mustang arrives, there is a barrage of bullets on the car. Then, the bullets stop. The driver's side door swings open, and Bachchan steps out of the car. Dressed in a white suit, white shirt, and white shoes. A key scene from the film follows. The entire sequence looks grand and feels unlike anything you'd see in a Hindi film of the time. It feels like a scene out of 70s or 80s Hollywood action films. Like one of the better films of John Sturges or De Palma or Don Siegel. Mukulanan was a director well ahead of his times. He was someone with cinematic finesse and style to burn, and wasn't afraid to dabble in the 70s and the 80s American aesthetic on the canvas of mainstream Hindi cinema. This is Himanshu, and you're listening to the Love of Cinema podcast. Before moving on, a quick announcement. Now, you can support the Love of Cinema podcast on a monthly basis. If you enjoy organic conversations centered on Indian cinema, Love of Cinema podcast was created for people just like you. So if you find value in the podcast, if it helps you in discovering new films or new facets about familiar films, please do consider supporting the show. Love of Cinema podcast is my passion project. And with every episode, I've attempted to create something that cinephiles will continue to find value not just today, but over time as well. To create something that goes beyond banter, beyond trending films. So if you find value in the conversations on the podcast, do consider supporting the show. Your support will help me continue to create content with shelf life for fans of Indian cinema like you everywhere. You will find the link to support the show in the episode notes of every episode. You can also support the show directly from the podcast website. It's fast and easy to support the show. And more importantly, your support is greatly appreciated. Also, independent podcasts like this one don't have a platform for amplification and distribution. Independent pods rely on amplification through its listeners. So if you like the episode, please share the episode on social media. 
Also, do take a minute to review and rate the podcast. That would be much appreciated and would help the pod. Back to today's episode. Mukulanan left us way too early, but he left behind cinema for generations to discover. Cinema that married style with thoughtful, entertaining storytelling. I'm delighted to welcome on the podcast National Film Award-winning author and biographer Amrish Roy Choudhury to talk more about Mukulanand and Agnipat, a film that deserves more respect, a film that offers much more beyond the iconic lines and the iconic Bachchan moments, and a film that we both believe would have been Mukulanand's pick if he had been pressed to pick his favorite. Amrish has written a chapter on Agnipat in his lovely book titled In a Cult of Their Own, for which he won a special mention at the 2019 National Film Awards. I'll include the Amazon link for his book in the episode notes. Do check it out. By the way, Amrish is currently working on an authorized biography of the great Raj Khosla. Amrish and I chatted about Mukulanan's brilliance the layered writing of Agnipat, Bachchan's experimental turn as Vijay Dinanath Chavan, and much more. This episode is somewhere a tiny effort to bring forth the merits of a film that was Mukulanan's labor of love, and look back on a Bachchan performance that came at an interesting juncture in the actor's career, marked the beginning of his popular collab with Mukulanan, and remains an important milestone in the actor's journey. Mukulanan, Bachchan, Mandwa, here goes. Hey Amrish, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Himanshu. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks a lot, first of all, for coming on the podcast today to talk about Agnipath and Mukulanan, film that I like very much. I know you tossed up a lot of titles when I asked you, uh, you know, to come on the podcast yeah. and the films that you would like to talk about. So they were all great names. And, you know, I know you're also writing a book on Raj Khosla right now. So you also, mm-hmm. um, you know, suggested a couple of uh, Khosla titles. But, you know, when mm-hmm. you said Mukulanan, I kind of just, you know, grabbed it because <laughs> Mukulanan films are real <laughs> dear to me. Maybe, we, you know, because I grew up uh, on those films. So, you know, and mm-hmm. um, I'm a big Bachchan fan. So uh, like mm-hmm. all of us, I guess. So, you know, I said, okay, yeah. let's let's go with Agnipat. So to start with um, Amrish, um, I just wanted to talk about Mukulanan a little bit and, you know, for you and I who have grown up on these films and like Hum and Kudagawa, we are well aware of it. But there are a lot of uh, young listeners to the podcast. And so I just wanted to set this up for them as to who Mukulanan was, because uh, maybe uh, not all of them are familiar with his films. And then if you could add more to it, uh, add some more color sure. to it. So that would be nice. Sure. You know, Mukulanan was a visionary. He dreamed uh, big, uh, had a style mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, he had a lot of technical finesse as well to burn. Um, early in mm-hmm. his career, he uh, made a couple of uh, remakes of classic thrillers. I think he mm-hmm. made uh, Dial M for Murder as Edpar. And yeah. he made um, the old uh, Cape Fear as uh, yeah, Kanun yeah. Kya Karega. And by the way, yeah, this yeah. was way before Scorsese uh, remade. Yes, it. yes, yes, yes. So uh, those were two films that he did. Um, check those uh, two films out too if you haven't... Um, uh, discord Mukulanan yet or you haven't seen his films because uh, you know even in those early films you'll see a lot of style and you will be acquainted with the wide compositions that you know he uh, kind of made his signature style and of course he went on to make three films with Bachchan in the 90s 
three very unique films. Uh, one of them is Agnipat, and that's the film that we're going to talk about today. But those three films, the way I look at them is that uh, those three films nicely bookended um, Bachchan 1.0, if you will, you know, the pre-mid-90s Bachchan. So uh, that's why those three films are special as well. And each film, I think, holds up well, uh, even today, for the most part. He mm-hmm. passed away way too young. Uh, Amrish, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was only 45 when he uh, passed on. Uh, but he left behind cinema, you know, which continues to be yes. discovered by every yeah. generation since. Yeah. Uh, what can you add to this about Mukulana and Amrish? Um, first of all, thanks for uh, bringing me in, inviting me here. Uh, I'm glad. Speaking of Mukulanand, I think as you as you rightly pointed out, he um, it's kind of difficult to introduce Mukulanand to a newer generation. I mean, you have to see his films and uh, be a part of that history to actually know the kind of uh, significance he had or the kind of impact he had at that point of time. Because if you look at the history of cinema, probably if you're looking at, um, you know, the 70s uh, and 80s films, there's a possibility you might not uh, look at Mukulanand in totality because uh, in, term, in terms of his cinema, the really successful or iconic ones are the ones that we call as the Bachchan trilogy. The And they came right one after the other. I mean, there's Agnipat, Ham, and uh, Hudagawa. Uh, but I think Mukulanand was a visionary. He had a very distinct and unique style. He dabbled with Gujarati cinema initially. He goes directed a bunch of films. He was in advertising. I think he did this co-campaign slash video, which became very popular in the late 80s, early 90s in Doordarshan. And uh, so he, um, you know, after all of that, he did that remake, uh, Kanun Kya Karega, which is a remake of the earlier Cape Fear. And um, interestingly, when that film, uh, the the critic, Rof Ahmed, who was the editor of Filmfare at one point. So Rof Ahmed uh had written about this he had seen the film and he was really impressed by the style and by the cinematography and by the general approach to storytelling he really loved the film but he had not seen cape fear he really loved the film and he um the mukulanand was just outside the theater standing you know greeting everyone who was stepping outside after having watched the film rof Abend met him and complimented uh, him on the direction he was a new director um, uh, they had not met earlier and all of that and uh, when rof Abend told that uh, told him that you know it's such a great film that you have made uh, he said oh so you like the hindi cape fear is what Mukulanan said. <laughs> he could have, uh, he he could have easily, you know, uh, took the compliment and moved on. Uh, so so there you go. He he didn't make, uh, you know, uh, a lot of hoopla on the fact that he was basically remaking a lot of these Hollywood hits, um, unofficial remakes. I mean, practically copying. But he was he was doing that, and he was unabashedly doing that, bringing in his own own elements. Um, so I think, yeah, Mukulanand is a very, very important filmmaker. One last note is um, the note at which his life ended, which was thus 
a film that he had planned with Sanjay Dutt and Salman Khan at a really big scale. And, uh, you know, some reporters were there. They had taken some pictures. Those pictures were all across um, the very, very, very early internet. And uh, they were also in the newspaper. So everybody is waiting for that film. Um, it was about an episode in the history of Kashmir. And, uh, you know, they kind of built sets somewhere in Utah uh, in the US, I think, because he didn't get the permission in Kashmir. So it was to be a very grand spectacle. They shot uh, uh, parts of it, but then he passed away, unfortunately, without completing the film. But the shots of the film still remain. Some of them are on YouTube. Uh, you know, one could take a look at that just to, you know, just to look at that would tell you what kind of or what stature of filmmaker Mukulanan was. Um, they're really very stylish. And that song, uh, which they incorporated certain shots from the film and made a music video out of it. Um, that song was a huge hit. Uh, Shankar Ehsan Loy, I think it would have been their first. Uh, uh, music direction or first film right uh not entirely sure about that but i think it would have been if the film would have released on time uh but it's a but uh you know that video still exists um so yeah so he couldn't uh, complete that film it would have been a grand spectacle yeah yes i remember because uh i think that the soundtrack was released so i i yeah. think uh the all of the songs were out and like you said yeah i think it would have been the first uh probably soundtrack by uh, Shankar Ehsan Lai. Some beautiful songs, by the way. Today, you, uh, when we were talking about Mukulanan before, uh, you know, when I contacted you, uh, why did you choose Agnipat? Uh, Agnipat is a film that, uh, you know, has a very uh, polarizing kind of, had a very polarizing um, audience reaction to it when it released. Even mm -hmm. today, I mean, it has a cult following, but some people uh, just don't buy into Agnipat. I mean, they are mm -hmm. fan, even Bachchan fans. Like I know a lot of, uh, you know, vintage Bachchan fans who um, are not big fans of Agnipat. Uh, but you chose Agnipat. I'm sure you have your reasons. Uh, so um, if you could share those reasons before we start actually talking about the film. And uh, if you could tell us why from those three um, Bachchan films that Mukulanan did with Bachchan, you chose Agnipat. Agnipat, I think, is one film that didn't, that still doesn't get its due. Uh, just because it didn't work it uh, there was a certain and it's and if you look at it today it seems a little loud right um so people look at it uh, a certain way they don't go uh, deeper than that but if you look at that film it has not only developed a cult following over the years i mean if you look at you know before this 2011 agnipath came along before that this agnipath had a sort of cult status. Anybody who grew up in the 80s and 90s grew up with those dialogues, right? About uh, of Vijay Dinanath Chauhan and all of these characters. I mean, Gaitonde is like one of those commissioner names that you always remember. So these characters, these faces, these moments were imprinted in our minds when we grew up. So uh, when we, when I saw the 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 latter Agnipath in 2011, I really liked the overall execution of the film, the way the film has been packaged, some performances, so on and so forth. 
but to me it was just it was just too well done or well packaged if you get my drift uh, but then uh, the earlier agnipath was more rough around the edges it was more it was more organic right sanjay dat did a really good job in the new agnipath but the older agnipath there was something about the danny character there was something about kancha china which which survived the age, uh, ages and then there is amitabh bachchan right amitabh bachchan in the 80s was this was this kind of sleeping giant right he had done uh, what he what he did throughout the 70s he was on a rampage uh, through the box office we know uh, all of that 80s were kind of slowing him down right so there were back to back there were these two three films ironically directed by two of his most uh, famous uh, collaborators i mean prakash mehra and uh, there was one prakash mehra film which was jadugar which flopped and then there were two manmohan desai films one was ganga jamuna saraswati and the other was produced by manmohan desai directed by his son ketan desai which is tufan all three of these films didn't perform as well as expected bachchan was still delivering the openings mind you Right? right he was still still delivering the openings but these films are not doing as well as expected now the fun thing is when you say as well as expected a lot of these films today would be considered uh, hits right um karan johar interestingly said this in the in the latest uh, round table with bharadwaj rangan in one of the interviews he mentioned that uh, the older agnipath still had more footfalls right than the newer i right? heard that right and 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 instead of that in spite of that uh, the newer one is considered a hit and the older one is considered a flop so there is a question of uh, too much investment a very high budget they had cast mithun they had cast amitabh bachchan at that time mithun had built a huge fan following and he was i mean the 90s uh trashy era if i can call it that hadn't started yet for so mithun was still a very mainstream dancing action hero and he was doing doing really good for himself so at that time to cast amitabh and mithun was quite a thing so in so they ended up investing quite a lot and the film didn't recover but the kind of footfalls that it got obviously i mean considering what karan is talking about today um uh, it did decently but it didn't do as well as they had thought it would so it faltered it flopped or whatever but i remember growing up at that point of time the kind of buzz that it created that agnipath created there was a lot of expectations the vhs cassettes did really well considering the fact that when you got got there to the libraries you wouldn't get agnipath half the time so there was a lot of demand uh those dialogues had been edged in public memory really fast i mean they were doing the rounds we were aping those dialogues all of that and the casting coup of amitabh and mithun was the talk of the town in calcutta and this i i mentioned this in my book there was there were street fights in calcutta uh between mithun fan clubs and amitabh bachchan fan clubs people were at each other's throats on you know who upstaged is too right <laughs> uh, uh but if you have seen the film i mean whatever i mean we know what eventually happened but i think 
I, I'm not sure whether I've answered your question, but that was an attempt at saying how important Agnipath was for this generation. So when right. I look at the other two films that Mukulanan did, which is Khudagawa and Hum, they still get a lot of love. Agnipath somehow, maybe because of the later Agnipath and how slickly it was made, sometimes it doesn't get the kind of love that it deserves. I think it was way more well-made, well-written, well-directed uh, and acted Absolutely. than it's given credit for. Absolutely. I completely you agree know? with you. Yeah. People tend to club it with the, you know, trashy 90s space and they, uh, you know, dismiss a lot of the things in Agnipath. Now, as we will discuss, we will probably hopefully discover all of these elements. I think it was a very well-made and a very stylish film. Absolutely. And one of my, um, you know, small, tiny efforts with this episode is to help uh, those uh, that uh, the new generation or people who haven't seen Agnipath or for whom essentially, you know, Vijay Dinanath Chavan is a meme for them to really discover and to uh, kind of... Um, re-appreciate uh, the efforts. So, um, Amrish, I just wanted to, uh, you know, talk about the film in a nutshell uh, before we kind of dive into the film. Uh, Agnipat is a very interesting film for a number of reasons. Um, like you said, I think it's a very uh, unique uh, kind of a Bachchan film for that era. Title of the film comes from a poem by Bachchan's father, uh, Harivan Shrai Bachchan. Uh, the film essentially is about a young boy, uh, Vijay, who is uh, life-hardened very early on in his life uh, when his um, idealistic father, a school teacher, is kind of framed and murdered uh, by the brothel runner of the uh, village. Uh, Vijay grows up to be a criminal himself as he learns early on that the only thing that the world uh, respects uh, is power. All his life, uh, Vijay struggles uh, with a very difficult relationship with his mother, uh, who is at odds at, uh, you know, his criminal and strong arm uh, ways. Uh, like some of Mukulanan's early films, Agnipat too draws a lot from widely popular films. Uh, you know, uh, it draws from Vishantaram's Spinsra, it draws from both the Scarface films and even The Godfather. But mind you, it's all done rather nicely. Uh, it's derivative, yes. But people don't appreciate enough the smart, uh, you know, and somewhat knife-like writing uh, of Agnipat by Santorja, Saroja, and Kadar Khan. Uh, I must have watched the film at least a dozen times. Every time I keep hearing uh, new beats, you know, so to speak. Uh, so I just think that the writing of the film deserves a lot more. Now that's Agnipat in a nutshell. Amrish, shall we dive right into the film and then um, start just talking about some of our favorite scenes? I think that might be the way to go. Um, uh, really talking about the film. Sure, sure, sure. sure so I, 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 I'll let you do the honors. Um, mm -hmm. Just pick a scene that, uh, you, uh, you know, you absolutely love. And if you could talk about that scene and the writing of the scene. Yeah. So so basically, when it comes to Agnipath, uh, there are so many choices. There are so many scenes that one could talk about. Um, so, for instance, the, uh, the very introduction scene, the very scene when Amitabh <laughs> kind of appears... You know, there is Master Manjunath and uh, the perspective shifts and suddenly there's Amitabh Bachchan on the screen, uh, coal-lined eyes and uh, introducing himself as Vijay Dinanath Chauhan. And uh, so uh, that scene was very interestingly written. It not only spells out how he looked at himself, he talks about his father and his mother, introducing them, as well as talking about his village, and 
speaking of his age you know in that one uh, one line of dialogue kadir khan at that point of time was already established as a writer uh, as a dialogue writer he is behind he's not given that much of credit but he's behind a lot of amitabh bachchan blockbusters you know right from satya pisatta to uh, many other hit uh, amitabh bachchan spectacles uh, santosh saroj is one of the names in the footnotes of film history he's not spoken about that much i personally don't know a lot about him um practically nothing right but he wrote a number of films um with mukulanand one of them is agnipath and i think it was stellar writing a, in this particular scene uh gaitonde is trying to explain to amitabh bachchan the error of his ways and uh, amitabh bachchan very menacingly tells him that are you are you telling me that i'm going to die i know when they are going to kill me and he shows that diary on which interestingly there's no other entry <laughs> but it's written in hindi maut aaj 6 baje or something like that it's written in devnagari and and there's nothing else on that page right and um, so so he shows that off and there's this discussion and there also in, interestingly a little sliver of godfather comes in uh in that conversation where he says where gaitonde is talking to him and he basically says that uh, you know vijay dinana chohan is going rogue and he's saying no to his mentors these trio of gangsters who have basically raised him and he's telling them no and one of the businesses that he's telling them no for is uh, the business of drugs because he doesn't like drugs which again harks back to definitely yes uh, yeah vito colioni and that that epic conversation so so that was one part uh, the other thing for trivia mongers uh, you know something that i took a lot of pleasure while writing the book was also you know playing around with that timeline of his age um very you know basically says uh, 36 36 saal 9 mahine 9 नौ महीने आठ दिन आठ दिन और ये सोलवा घंटा चालू है सोलवा घंटा चालू है तो यू नो जस्ट टेकिंग द द रिलीज डेट ऑफ अग्निपथ आई यू नो काइंड ऑफ कैलकुलेट बैक कैलकुलेटेड एंड अराइव एट अ बर्थ डेट फॉर फॉर विजय दीनानाथ चौहान व्हिच वाज इन द फिफ्टीज नाउ आई मीन दीज आर फ्रेवलस थिंग्स बट यू नो वी ऑल गीक आउट विद स्टार वॉर्स वी गीक आउट विद you know the godfather and and stuff like that and um you know we don't do that level of uh you know we we don't get into that nerd side of bollywood so much but he, but here if you go back and you you know do the math you realize that he was born somewhere in the 50s so he came to bombay uh somewhere around 1964-65. Now, if you look at the way the scenes have been built, the initial scenes, Terilene and these gangsters, you know, hiring this goon to hit, uh, to kill Kancha China. There's this initial build-up scene where uh, Master Manjunath is uh, kind of polishing the shoes, and uh, in that scene, he builds the vibe of the 60s, right? You can see 60s Bombay in that small corner. 
it's not like he built some elaborate sets but pokalanand managed to show a, a side of the 60s you can you can look at the trousers the the shirts the cars the, way, uh, the cars the mustache the the walking stick that he uh, walks around with all of that spells 60s right he he doesn't scream and point to it but but you know it in your gut if when you're watching the film right so so that effort is visible so that also in a very weird geeky sort of way connects back to that dialogue and that conversation right where he talks about his age and you kind of you know think about it you know how old he is in the 1990 and and going back so that was i think a great um not only a great great conversation scene we don't have a lot of those in bollywood uh it's all action 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 but that was a great conversation scene it puts the character of vijayadinana uh, in in uh, perspective it also puts their relationship in perspective his relationship with gaitonde which almost which uh, which has a, a sort of a um how do i put it a very a very bromance feel, feel to it yes, right yes yes it's If almost like a that, elder brother uh yeah. who also happens to be somewhat of, of a father figure but not really yeah. but it's more like an yeah. elder brother like you said yeah so in the 70s i mean it could have been he could have been a pran or somebody who is kind of a parallel protagonist role right but here his role was slightly underwritten but if you look at the script in its totality gaitonde is a huge figure in in the vijayadinana chohan myth right so that also that is also put in context in that scene so it is so i think it was beautifully done and then we if we start from there uh, there's a plethora of scenes there's that scene where uh, he meets them the three uh, the the three of terilene and hasmukh bhai and i'm forgetting avtar gil's character usman he meets them usman bhai right he meets them in their den and they are kind of scheming about him and you know talking about killing him and then he walks in and all the phones start ringing right and uh, perfect scene that's a terrific says, scene yeah and then he says idhar telephone bahut bajta hai right and then there's a very menacing conversation i mean it also builds up his persona in front of these three people because just 5 minutes prior in the film you've seen that these three are pretty badass people they're you know scheming murdering all of that kind of stuff and they have brought this bachcha you know they've picked up this kid from the street and they're thinking oh he'll be grateful all of that and within 5 minutes uh we can see that he's the tallest one in the room literally and figuratively which is which is built through this whole menacing conversation the telephone thing uh they come back to later i think i, I don't remember whether it happens in this scene or later on when he says galat cheez banaya telephone aadmi bolta kuch hai sochta kuch hai right again a brilliant brilliant dialogue and a perfect line yeah yeah um in in very interesting ways uh the, both the scarface movies have very interesting uh scenes with the telephone i don't know whether mukulanan thought about it or it was a del- deliberate nudge nudge wink wink kind of a scene but uh, telephone was important and all the a phone was important in all the 
all the three scripts in their own ways you can watch those films to um you know kind of see that so that was another scene and if we talk about scenes i mean we can talk about them all night because agnipath has an endless array of scenes which is like another scene that i is is really really close to my heart uh, and i would like to talk talk about is that you know there's a very uh, you know uh, action films have a very long tradition in hindi cinema right right from the uh, 70s onwards i mean even before that but mostly it became a genre 70s onwards so the hero has a very cult mythical figure so considering that this whole uh, scene where the sister is kidnapped right one of my favorite By sequences shetty. yeah yeah uh, shetty and at that moment right you're looking at neelam being kidnapped and even before vijayadinana chawn says anything you know is oh boy you know something's going to happen now, it's right? trouble yeah and then <laughs> how his character has been built like this you know uh, he man or or a sort of god you know uh, uh, kind of a mythical figure and it's interesting i i find it endlessly interesting that amitabh bachchan considering how we look at action heroes today or uh, you know badass heroes today he didn't have an ounce of muscle on him right he 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 was this lean man and salim saab constantly says that in real life i mean anybody could take him right in a heartbeat <laughs> right but but when he's on scene and he's holding that gun yeah i mean he means business right so amitabh bachchan I, i always find it so interesting that when you're looking at him in the screen there's no muscle nothing it's just the height and he looks and you look at that frail frame and somehow he looks badass he looks like he could take the world right and his so voice and that voice uh, so uh, there's again there's something very interesting when it comes to the film but if we go back to that scene um, shetty has kidnapped his sister and then mithun jumps at the car you know hangs on to it and they go to that uh, slum place uh, and they have a confrontation mithun and uh, shetty which is played by deepak shirke phenomenal villain character by the way again doesn't get enough love um so there mithun and uh, shirke have this have this little moment of conversation and <laughs> back and forth dialogues and mithun um, you know kind of um, hurls a slew of abuses at him in tamil right so this conversation begins in half accented hindi and tamil right so mithun starts his conversation in tamil and then you know goes on about mare jaat ka naam kharab kiya all of that so on and so forth right uh so all of that happens and you can see uh, parallelly how bachchan is literally cutting through the uh, the slum area and it has been established right before the scene that there are about 2000 men that they'll have to fight even to reach it right <laughs> so it so it still gives me goosebumps uh you know like it 
like uh, like when i saw it first time i mean so that's one of the great scenes right if you look at the action choreography so the, so these this scene is developed parallelly right so mithun is fighting them or there's a conversation between mithun and dilip shirke and then you are uh, parallelly you are seeing amitabh bachan cutting through the crowd with his gang and uh, reaching the den or the hideout and obviously uh, that after all of that build up we get the payoff right we get the payoff when he meets him and you know starts bashing him and then that sword scene all of that right um so so i think that was a very very uh key uh, mukulanand kind of a scene i mean that's what he's all about i think um again going back to your first question where it spoke about mukulanand which is why i'm saying it's it's kind of difficult to say uh you know talk about the importance of his direction because it was not about a particular kind of framing or a particular style of direction he had that style and panache uh that kind of hollywood uh, uh kind of had in at that point of time i mean maybe in the 70s and 80s in action films he kind of brought that and meshed it with a very indian dialogue bazi sensibility in his own way and you can see both of that at play in that scene where it's a very top angle shot amitabh and his gang is literally ripping through those lanes and and trying to reach there and parallelly there's this dialogue bazi happening right so he blends these two worlds very very beautifully which to someone who doesn't dig a little deeper it would seem it might seem cacophonic it might seem loud whatever whatever but i'm saying i mean it's it's operatic you know that it scene is, yeah, you, absolutely yeah. yeah that's a great word uh, amrish i completely agree with you even um, bachchan's performance i've always said is like his agnipat uh, turn is essentially done on an operatic scale and that's why you know it might seem larger than life or over the top for many but i think that particular character and the tone demanded that i just wanted to touch on two things quickly um one thing you mentioned was the attention to detail and i think that's phenomenal like you said the cars are all from the 60s the fort area the ballard estate um, area is really used nicely uh, the art is by sudendu roy the great sudendu roy you know mm-hmm. the legendary uh, director and art director who did so many of um, bimal roy's classics as well as yash chopra's uh, films mm-hmm. there's one particular set i remember um, the young vijay uh, played by uh, master manjunath and he burns down that petrol pump that petrol pump set is actually modeled after a uh, car fuel petrol pump in fort which is oh. one of the oldest uh, petrol pumps in the entire country and mm-hmm. i believe it's the only art deco petrol pump it even exists today it's a very small place and if you mm-hmm. go to uh, ballard estate in fort in mumbai you'll see that and that particular particular set of that petrol pump was modeled after that and so that kind of detail and you know that kind of uh, level of effort is um, just amazing and i think a lot of people miss that Mm-hmm. And one more thing I wanted to add before uh, we move on is uh, going back to the dynamic you said uh, about uh, Vijay and uh, Gaitonde. And I think those two uh, scenes, there are two scenes with him. Um the one is of course the iconic, you know, introductory scene, you know, where um like you said the young uh, Vijay Dinanath Chauhan is talking with Gaitonde and then we cut to an adult um uh, Vijay like all grown up and then we have mm-hmm. those iconic lines. Mm-hmm. And the scene ends with 
so to speak, criminal, you know, stamping his supremacy inside the police station, which is uh, the cop's fortress, right, if you will. And then there is a companion scene to this particular scene later in the film when uh, Vijay visits Gaitonde at his home in the presence of uh, his wife and kid, Gaitonde's wife and kid. And after their confrontation, when he's walking out, uh, Vijay overhears uh, Gaitonde's kid ask his dad if uh, that was uh, Vijay Dinanachawan, the goon. And that breaks him, right? What the kid thinks of him totally breaks him. And I thought that that's a fabulous companion scene to the first one because, uh, again, Santosh Saroja and yeah. Kadar Khan, yeah. they're doing so many things here, yeah. you know, because um, it's like... And, he, and he's literally paying back, uh, you know, paying back the favor of, of Gaitonde trying to warn him. And right. now he's back trying to warn him. But he's kind of beating about the bush. Uh you know, building it up with this analogy of the chuhe ko bistuya kha jata hai and uh, saap nevle ko kha jata hai and all of that. And he's building up those analogies basically to tell him, dude, you know, uh, your life's in danger. Uh, take, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, I think it's a beautiful scene, and like you rightly pointed out, these two are companion scenes, very, very well connected. So, uh, there you go. There's the brilliance of of that script, uh, of that screenplay, which I I don't think not a lot of people look at it like that. Amrish, another scene that I love is uh, where, um, you know, Bachchan steps out of the Mustang and they, uh, you know, fire on his car. And that's a beautiful, you know, wide composition uh, scene. And again, going back to what you said, that Mukulanan being influenced by a lot of the 70s and the 80s aesthetic. Uh, you know, there is one particular moment in that um, scene, I remember, when they're just waiting uh, inside um, the car, Sharat Saxena uh, and, um, you know, what's his name? Uh, Rathod, I believe, uh, is uh, the actor's name, Arvind Rathod. Arvind Rathod. Arvind yes. Rathod. Yeah. So they're waiting inside that car. And that scene actually is straight out of um, a film that Sturgis did in the 70s. I think it's called MCQ. Uh, it's an action yeah. film. It was with John Wayne. Uh, it wasn't a huge success. But uh, I think that scene is very similar to a scene from that film. And that's to say, you know, it, it's not about ripping off or, you know, copying that scene, but it's about uh, your style of the aesthetic, where you get that from. And I think Mukulan yeah, gets yeah. that a lot from the 70s and the 80s action movies, uh, American action movies. I I, I also personally, I, I personally think that scene also kind of parallels the Sonny Corleone uh, uh, assassination uh, scene, the shootout scene Definitely. At, the, at the toll booth. But he he just you know he just played around with these elements. I think. I mean, it was not a direct. So, like you were saying, it's not a ripoff. It's it's just things that he saw and he's having fun. You know, today if he were alive, he would be having a blast. I mean, because because movies are more self-aware today. You know, people are you know doing these small nudges and winks and you know movie references and all of that which was not a thing back then absolutely so he was trying to do his own thing at the same time pandering to the audience trying to make a film which would succeed uh so he had to do a lot of quote unquote compromises but i i think he was a man way way ahead of his time we, we, we didn't uh you know he wasn't seen like that unfortunately 
Yes, yes, absolutely. And, you know, I wish that Agnipat, uh, you know, had uh, the kind of success that uh, at least it, uh, the kind of cult status that it has today. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's, uh, it is what it is. Um, there's another interesting scene, um, you know, Amrish, that I wanted to touch on is um, at the very end, uh, you know, when Vijay is uh, essentially, you know, close to his death, uh, he's lying in his uh, mother's arms. And he talks about bringing electricity to the village, you know, which is essentially a childhood memory, right? Because that's what his father was trying to do, you know, before he was killed. And, um, you know, that's consistent with what many believe what people do when they're near their um, end. They recall childhood uh, memories, you know, something that happened way back in the past, you know, when they were a kid. And I just thought that, again, this is great writing, you know, by the two, uh, Santos Saroja and Kadar Khan, that, you know, to incorporate that kind of a thing at the very end, just before, you know, he's about to die and um, you know doing that kind of uh, adding that uh, little bit of detail to the character was um, uh, amazing so um, like we were saying the writing you know the style of the film everything is uh, deeply underappreciated you know i really feel that yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. people should revisit uh, just adding to that uh, the the point of bringing electricity to the village now look at that look at that little detail right so, like I said, if you just do a simple math of, you know, 30 years or whatever, you're looking at the 1950s. And in the 1950s, an Indian village waiting for electricity to come to it, there's a little touch of Nehruvian socialism there. There's a little touch of, you know, kind of harks back to the films, kind of films that Bimal Roy and all of those guys made. I'm not comparing the films per se. I'm just talking about how people perceived progress in a village, right? So, so look at all the other films that were being made in the 90s. Look at, uh, you know, all of this thing of um, a villain or a bad guy coming into a, you know, sort of tranquil place and, uh, you know, doing his thing and spreading evil and mayhem and all of that was dealt with in a very, uh, very plain and simple and straightforward form, form in the 90s. But here, there's this question of, uh, you know, this village walking towards progress. There's this woman in the in the opening scenes. There's this guy who comes and says that Bijli and this engineer comes. And there's this woman who is trying to throw garbage, who, who throws some garbage on the streets. And his father, who is the who is the master of the village, Dinana Chohani, basically says, and all of that. So so there are a lot of elements during the build-up, which is basically talking about new India and a rural India or a village basically walking towards progress and towards everything that represented progress in a way that 1940s and 50s, how we were, we had a lot of hope and all of that, um, you know, which which broke down pretty, pretty soon. But uh, so there they have those hopes of progress which is represented by electricity and suddenly this guy comes kancha china and and he kills all all hope and so he is the antagonist in more ways than one is he, in terms of the screenplay if you look at it he's not just a guy who has snatched his dream or you know just destroyed the village and all of that he is also kind of he he hindered progress in that village and effectively basically killed all future you know, for them, uh, which 
which again loops back to the question of electricity in the end, the last scene. So I think there also the triumph of writing and the triumph of this whole team coming together, the the vision of Mukulanand and and the screenplay of Sandoj Saroj really really comes through. I think in that you know that plug back to electricity in the end and the beginning, basically bookends in a way. Well said, well said. There is also this parallel, uh, you know, to be drawn between uh, the relationship dynamic of uh, Vijay and his mother. Uh, and a similar mother-son dynamic in Mother India and Vastav, uh, where in all three films, mm -hmm. the mothers are at odds with the criminal bent of their sons, so to speak. Mm -hmm. In Agnipad, there is this constant you know, clash of uh, contrasting worldviews, the worldview of Vijay and the worldview of his mother. And uh, again, here, the writers, Kadar Khan, Santosh, are so good with the screenplay and the dialogues in projecting that clash of uh, opposing worldviews. You know, at one point, we have Vijay talking about corruption among uh, police. And he says, uh, And uh, Vijay's mom retorts that, There's another instance where, you know, Vijay tells his mother, you know, and Vijay's mom uh, scoffs at Vijay's thinking and says, uh, you know, Sadia lagi insan ko janwar banne mein. Lekin tujhe zara sa bhi wakt nahi laga insan se janwar banne mein. So again, this kind of, you know, uh, wally between uh, the mother and the son and uh, similar kind of a dynamic in those two other films, Mother India and Vastav. I've always found that fascinating. Because again, the yeah. just like, you know, father-son relationship, the mother-son relationship and the various layers to it uh it's a fascinating uh dynamic and there also in the in the beginning there's this small scene where manjunath is master manjunath is rushing into uh their house and he bumps into her and she says uh something something on those lines which is basically again kind of talks about how he's always uh, kind of rushing and not thinking about things, not thinking about the direction he's walking in, right? He might fall, right? These small, small nods in the beginning, which basically refer to the arc of the character in in the, in the very beginning. And and her harping on this apne haath dhole, apne haath dhole vijay, which, which you are also referring to. It's a, it's a beautiful dynamic. Um, uh, Mother India, there's of course Vastav and, and so many other films. Before Mother India, there was Aurat, which Mother India was a remake of, uh, right. where right. also uh, the mother uh, ends up uh, shooting the son. And uh, yeah, so so beautiful uh, paying a note to that, that mythology, that mother-son mythology uh, in the film. And uh, Bachchan's performance, Amrish, we, we got to talk about that when we're talking about Agnipat. Um, you know, so I will, I'll give you my take on this and then I would love to hear yours, uh, you know, much more um, qualified take on this. And then, uh, you know, if you could also talk about the uh, public reaction to this particular uh, performance when the movie came out. And then we can also talk about, you know, what it uh, stands for today. See, I always, uh, when I... I was a kid when I saw Agnipat and at that time, you know, I, I kind of loved the over the top bits. But now, you know, over the years, uh, you know, when I uh, look at this particular performance uh, uh, in retrospect, you know, now having watched um, 
almost all of Bachchan's filmography. You know, I always think that Bachchan's um, turn in Agnipat is a lot more experimental. And I think there is a, a deliberate uh, attempt at being bombastic, you know, mostly because the character and the tone, like I said, demanded it. You know, it's fairly obvious that he cues off uh, to some extent from uh, Pacino's um, Tony Montana in Scarface, the way he sits at the chair and all that. Uh, but um, like you were saying, there is there is a element of an operatic scale to this performance. You know, he's modulating his voice, he's projecting an overtly, you know, aggressive kind of a arm waving uh, physicality, you know, uh, which um, at the time, I think many read as an interesting twist um, to the actor's um, angry young man act. But some found it uh, unforgivingly, you know, over the top and, you know, off key. So it's an interesting, um, uh, you know, discussion. Um, what do you think about the performance? Yeah, I think, uh, interestingly, Amitabh Bachchan at that point of time was in a phase of his career, where he was also uh, thinking various things uh, in terms of experimentation, uh, the direction that his career should take, uh, the you know, if he, if he, if at all, he should tweak his performances, which is visible in a lot of the interviews that he gave uh, around that time. He had just done uh, Maya Zadhu, exactly, which, uh, right. which was, yeah, which is probably the most experimental uh, that he became at that point of time. Uh, that phase. I love that film, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's a lovely, lovely film. Uh, one of Tino Anand's best, I, I should say. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was not forgiven. That that switch from quote-unquote image wasn't forgiven. It was a different audience. It was a different India and a different way of perceiving movies. But the fact is, if you look at the mid-80s, uh, the big ticket blockbusters were not working. And... Uh, you know, I, I posted about it very recently. It's almost like deja vu when people talk about the downfall of Bollywood in the past few months, all the conversation that has been happening pre-Pathan, uh, that uh, Bollywood is faltering, it's you know no longer making the kind of films that it used to make, it's dead, and so on and so forth. It, it harks back to the conversation in 1985-86, where people were saying, where Ramesh Sippi, GP Sippi actually said that, I don't see my grandson in the business of movies. Right, where he's talking about Rohan Sippy, which is very much in the films today, and uh, so so that was the kind of mood at that point of time. None of the films were working. Even the great Amitabh Bachchan, the infallible Amitabh Bachchan, was unable to deliver the goods consistently. Three, four films, whatever. So, and these critics, the movie critics, which are very removed from how the audience was perceiving, was kind of blaming it as his. Uh, monotone uh, performances and you know it's becoming monotonous the same angry man and all of that now he was in his you know kind of nearing his 40s he should make you know different kind of do different kind of roles and all of that and Bachchan was kind of having second thoughts so I think when Agnipath was being made and venturing into a dial, uh, director like Mukul Anand and trying a different style was his way of experimenting with that whole angry young man myth. And uh, one of the things he experimented with was his voice and his dialogue delivery. Uh, so there are various uh, theories abound on who he was kind of, uh, he uh, that raspy voice, uh, which he initially shot, 
uh, was some say it was inspired from Brando in The Godfather. Some say it was uh, Haji Mastan, uh, the the gangster. He spoke in a certain way. Some say it was that. But the but the fact is that he started tried a different way of dialogue delivery, uh, which was slightly raspy, very different from uh, the voice that we is so iconic that and we all know him for. That's how Agnipath was initially shot. And when the film was released, uh, it was not well received. And one of the feedbacks that they got was uh, that the voice was a very uh, you know, significant factor. So he recorded again. He dubbed again in his usual voice. And they uh, released those prints again. So the print that you see on, on Netflix today is the revised version with his revised voice where, where he dubbed again. Uh, but on YouTube, if you look for it, you'll find the older print where it has it has that old raspy voice. So I think in terms of style, uh, in terms of his acting, he was trying to do a lot of things. Uh, um, also the diction. Uh, the thing is, the character is a Maharashtrian character. right? So uh, a lot of uh, actors in the film ends up saying Chauhan. But my theory is it's actually Chavan, Chavan, the, the Marathi uh, last name. Uh, and that's how Bachchan also says it. He doesn't doesn't say Vijay Dinanath Chauhan. He says Vijay Dinanath Chavan, right? So uh, so it was a Maharashtrian character and that that accent was there in his dialogue delivery also. So that's there. So that way he uh, kind of tried to experiment with his dialogue delivery, with how he approached this character. He, um, again, there are references to Varadarajan uh, Mudalyar, you know, and um, also Marlon Brando, and of course, Tony Montana. And uh, Scarface was a huge influence, and I can see uh, it in my mind. Sai Mukulanandan, him sitting and <laughs> you know, watching Scarface, you know, it was like a melting pot. I mean, all of these influences coming together, and then sitting there looking at that white suit and that scene from the scar from Scarface uh, in the restaurant where everybody is coughing at him and him you know, basically reflecting back at society. And they did such a brilliant, if that was a copy, I would say it's it's a brilliant, it's the best form of tribute uh, that one can one can think of. It's, it's a great piece of writing, that scene. I think it was very different from the, uh, people club it with uh, the Bachchan, angry young man, person of the 70s, but I think it was very different. It was very, very different from that. He tried to create another myth which, you know, for lack of a better term, it was an angry middle-aged man or something like that. He had that, he had that very, uh, you know, that, that that scene where he proposes to Madhavi, not really proposes, but in the hospital, he says, right? And, and there's this vulnerability in the character, in a, in a grown man, right? In an adult middle-aged man right who is facing a lot of crises in career and otherwise 
uh, expressing himself. So, so he's not really as sure of himself as probably he was in Zanjir or Diwar or where, where there was uh, there was very clear conviction in his worldview. So here, despite all of that swagger, there's a little bit of vulnerability which is there in the way he speaks to his mother. There is a worldview, there is dialogue bazi and all of that, but still there is a there is a tinge of vulnerability there. Right. So I think Amitabh Bachchan uh, did a great job, uh, you know, trying to tweak his persona and trying to build uh, something new uh, in its place. Also, uh, the Agnipath poem, right? I'm not sure um, how true this is, but I've always felt that at some level, uh, that poem was also uh, a germ of the script, right? For sure, uh, yeah. The, that ideal man and that, uh, you know, he has to walk through all that, that fiery path and that journey. So at some level, it's, this point is repeated throughout, but at some level, I feel that that's also kind of the spring uh, from which this... Uh, you know, story kind of developed and Bachchan personifies it well. I mean, really, really well uh, in that film. So I, I think it's a great triumph of not only writing, but also performance in how uh, he uh, visualizes and executes that role. It's very different from anything else that he was doing at that point of time. Would uh, Bachchan's performance make your top five uh, Bachchan performances? Oh, 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 that's a that's a tough one, uh, but um, I think it would. I think Same. it would. Yeah. yeah. I I I won't say a fixed uh, two or a three or a four or whatever. It's definitely not one, but I would say it would feature in the top five. Uh, really, because because of the reasons that I have tried to explain that he uh, even staying within that space of a commercial angry man hero because that is what the crowd expected from him he tried to experiment now may azad who was a radical experimentation here it was even better in my opinion uh, given that within that straight jacket of the commercial hindi film hero he tried to do something different right and to me, to a lot of people that I know, to a whole generation, I think, that grew up watching that film, he was he succeeded uh, to a very large extent. You know, it it's still, I mean, before talking to you, I was just, you know, obviously scrubbing through various scenes and all of that. That moment when he's sitting, lounging like that in that chair and he says, Vijay Dinana Chua, it still gives you goosebumps, right? It hits hard it does every time. Quite yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so definitely top five, yes. Yes, yes. And uh, like you said, again, uh, to go back to uh, what you said earlier, it's a very different kind of performance, a very different kind of film. Uh, even the look of mm. the film, uh, you know, Praveen Bhatt's um, beams of lights you know <laughs> that are constant in all the frames and the somber palette you know kind of they they all give it a very uncommon uh, gloomy look for a quote-unquote bachchan film and i think all of that kind mm. of you know 
adds to that mystique of uh, Vijay Dinana Chavan and Agnipath. And so I think it's it's yeah. it's a very unique film, and uh, it it stands out on its own. Um, like you said, uh, along with uh, Maya Zatu, I think those two are definitely uh, two of Bachchan's probably most uh, experimental turns. Uh, you know, he has done a lot of that uh, later on. I think uh, Nishabdu was also, I think, something like that. But uh, you know, these two films kind of stand out because at that time he was still, you know, very much the vintage Bachchan, you know, of. Uh, 70s yeah, and yeah, yeah. the young angry so, man so i think that that later phase is is very different and one should uh, you know kind of look at it very differently i mean true, post mohabbat is which which is kind of going on right now which is i mean very different uh from his uh, career in the 70s and 80s and uh, even till the early 90s i would say um it's it, that's a very different space so when you're talking about the top 5 performances actually you know somebody who has grown up in the 80s and 90s would practically think of that first phase for all five right if you, if you are talking about top five i i won't probably i mean although arguably some of his best work he has done as a as a you know gray old man you know in piku and and so many other other things but um if you talk to me personally and i'm sure it will be with you and many other people from that generation i mean they would instantly organically think of his uh, earliest phase uh in terms of, in terms of his best work so i i think these are two very distinct spaces when it thinks of when one thinks of bachchan right right and just a final uh, small note is the background score of the film which is essentially you know uh, jaw michel jars second rendezvous but you know mm. it's funny uh, amrish and i'm i'm sure this is true uh, might be true with you i you know i don't know if it is but uh, you know as someone uh, back in the, uh, that day you know i uh, was solely brought up on uh, indian music and so you know i you know used to listen to very little uh, american pop or something you know so i knew michael jackson madonna you know you know all these people you too but you know i wasn't really that eclectic in my taste so you know like for example uh, john michel ajar uh, and um, another example is vangelis who's uh, you know 1492 uh, conquest of paradise for me i learned those uh, because that particular uh, piece of music was used in the the, uh, the opening credits of uh, sanjay gupta's atish so you know <laughs> that's how i discovered these uh, pieces of music and that's how i discovered these great artists you know like vangelis and like jar so it's it's really uh, funny for me to look back and you know now and and this was quite common uh, that uh, during that day i mean they just used to use the music <laughs> at pretty much yeah. whim of the <laughs> at their own whim so uh, but um, the thing is that that particular piece of music works so fine for um, agnipat because uh, that da 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 that i mean every time i hear that piece of music i don't really think uh, second rendezvous i think agnipat so you know yeah, that's yeah, yeah. how uh, you know it's kind of mapped in my memory but i always mm. thought that that's um, uh, that's very interesting yeah What it, it really <clears throat> it, it kind of complements uh, the the film and bachchan's character really really well i mean it's it's become very iconic i mean you don't have to look at the scenes you have to uh, hear the music and you know where it's from right right and um 
what would you say about Danny and uh, Mukul Anand had this group of character, uh, you know, actors that he worked with, especially in the three Bachchan uh, uh, films. So there are a lot of common, um, you know, actors in all of them. And uh, you know, Deepak Shirke, I believe, is also in Hum. Danny is in all three. So uh, Danny is such a, again, such an underrated actor. I mean, you know, he has done this yeah, wide range yeah. of acting, and um, he's yeah. uh, so underrated. But he 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 killed it as Kancha China. I mean, yeah. he's just yeah, yeah. Uh, brilliant as Kancha China. Yeah, yeah. And I was uh, reading in your book. Uh, sorry, um, uh, go ahead. No, no, please continue. So I was uh, reading in that chapter in your, your book. By the way, I'll include a link to uh, Amrish's beautiful book um, where he has a chapter on Agnipat and he talks about all these um, anecdotes from the film and about the actors and how it all Thank came you. together. So do check it out. But I was reading in that chapter that uh, the name, uh, the character name Kancha China was actually um, suggested by Danny himself. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's so, very interesting. Uh, you're right. <laughs> So it's somewhat, uh, I mean, not somewhat, it's altogether racist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So So today it would be very problematic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very uh, racially uh, loaded, that that term. But, uh, you know, in India, the the very, you know, concept of racism is a bit, is is a little muddled politically and otherwise, and even even from a sociological point of view. but uh, so uh, it was Danny who suggested that name, which was a reference to how he looked and how he's referred to in the screenplay also. So it's not just the name Kancha China. Uh, at 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 least one point in time, Terilin refers to him as Nepali. Uh, so when uh, Master Manjunath, Vijay as Master Manjunath, the child burns uh, the petrol pump, uh, Terry Dean, aka Sharad Saxena, comes back to the guys and informs them, or he refers to it as Nepalika manager. Bob Christo, the manager of the petrol pump, refers to him as Nepalika manager. Uh, so, so there's these small things. So, I think his the way the character was written, it was written as a person who was of a Nepali origin or from Nepal, uh, and hence in a very slang sort of a way uh, the term to refer to him was kancha and and china was another look uh, reference to the mongoloid looks and uh, that's one of the thing I, I i think they lost the plot completely in the new film where it's not just that name it's it's again it's racist and all of that but but it was a reference to danny's looks it was a reference to that how that character was written uh and uh, i don't know whether they would have been able to do it if if danny hadn't suggested like that i i mean i can imagine if it was written in the screenplay and they had approached him like that even he was a he was a big star at that point of time and yeah so danny i think was fascinating in that role uh and you know in addition to being the bachan trilogy it's also the bachan danny trilogy uh you know danny resisted working with bachansa for years and years and with agnipath finally his only thing was that i'll get overshadowed i have i will be overshadowed right agnipath was the first script where he realized that i have a lot to chew on here right i will be seen and people would see me as almost a parallel kind of an antagonist who is like head to head with the hero and which is why he signed it and 
if you look at it it's true of all the films kudagawa maybe a little less because kudagawa a he was not the antagonist and b he was a little you know not his character was slightly undercooked and underwritten but if you look at hum and and agnipath his characters are menacing and and massive and how I mean, they are really big and really and they are still memorable i mean they stand out even with bachchan in the frame so yeah. which is uh, yeah. saying a lot his dialogue delivery his dialogue delivery his diction i mean nobody speaks like danny in the industry even today no nobody talks like him nobody has that kind of dialogue delivery and command over urdu and hindi that that danny had at that point and it and i think it really comes through in that film as well right right and now looking back amrish uh, you know it's um, film came out in 90 so it's uh, you know more than 30 years old uh, what do you think is uh, agnipath's legacy uh, you know because uh, it has had influence on all films i mean just recently you know the whole um, thing in sonchidia you know that saap khave chuhe ko saap khave get that i i think i kind of harks back to the same you know nature of uh, uh, the jungle law and nature's food chain that bachchan tells <laughs> guy tonde in agnipath then uh, you know there are small nods uh, there was a nod in uh, a film uh, called marjawa you know with siddharth malhotra mm. where there is a direct nod to the scene where uh, vijay and krishnan kind of help lead the funeral procession so these small things i mean it uh, everybody keeps on kind of calling back to agnipath so definitely it's somewhere um, in the mind in the psyche of all at least uh, people of our generation uh, what do you think is the larger legacy of the film i think uh, when one talks about gangster movies you know uh, in bollywood if you look at uh, how hindi cinema has evolved over time um apart from the initial noir attempts by raj kosla and gurudath and people of their ilk after that uh, the gangster movie didn't um, we didn't have a credible gangster film till i think uh, parinda came along and uh, after that you know close on its heels there was agnipath i mean people jump from parinda to rgv and shiva and all of that when they talk about gangster and satya all of that but i think uh, uh agnipath was another great um template gangster movie uh, which paid tribute to the iconic gangster movies of the past i mean scarface 1932 scarface 1983 um of course uh, godfather uh, the 70s uh, so it it had all the beats but somehow strangely nobody attributes Uh, or talks about agnipath as a gangster film i i think it's an iconic gangster film and it left its imprint in in terms of uh in terms of legacy and of course like you said there is a lot of impact on pop culture of the dialogues not so much the songs very strangely agnipath songs that one yes film. absolutely yeah you said it i mean uh, mukulanan films had uh, great songs and so Yeah. You, you know right from ed bar i mean the songs are terrific and that way i think agnipath is another aberration in that that way that in if you look at bollywood right from inception if you're talking about a great iconic film you are essentially also talking about the songs right agnipath was one film one film where you were not uh, you know talking 
you're not even mentioning the songs i mean the I, i don't think a lot of them are even worth mentioning i mean it was good music of course but i think it it's it's not memorable you know the songs are not memorable there's the alibaba and you know yes there is that shakti kapoor uh, item boy uh, yeah appearance yeah, <laughs> yeah. the uh, yeah very strange thing his appearance also but uh, you know it's not remembered for the songs it's remembered for that iconic bachan performances performance it's remembered for the dialogues it remembered it's remembered for the writing and what i think it also should be remembered for is an iconic gangster classic which i think it is and it should be given uh, given credit for um yeah i think i think uh, yeah that's 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 so that's you think it, it, it its yeah. legacy lies in one of the um, landmark kind of gangster movies one of the landmark gangster movies one of the i mean if you talk about action action is a very broad uh, category to speak of but i think in within the action genre i think it's a very 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 notable film rightly said rightly said there's there's like i said there's so much to add and there's so much to talk about we can talk all night <laughs> that's true uh, yeah. i'll just say i i'll just again uh, reiterate what i just said about pukulanand and his films i think he is way ahead of its time and it it's and you know one could look at the grand epic spectacle of um of khudagawa and even before that if we talk about the you know before the trilogy the films that he made one of them was sultanat a very grand uh, you know desert spectacle with kings and princes and uh, huge budget that film worked actually i mean it's it's juhi chawla's first film and uh, karan kapoor was there the bombay dying guy so um, he had that was that a hit at that time yeah uh, sultanat okay. worked sultanat worked uh, but uh, agnipat definitely didn't but you know agnipat was uh, mukulanand's grand action spectacle i mean it had like you were talking about pravin pravin bhat's cinematography i think it's a it's a collaboration and how right how the uh, you know how they would have sat and designed the the palette of the film that the the blood skies which was so iconic of the 80s horror and action films even in hollywood the, you know the you know, the the sky would all you know always be almost red you know kind of a kind of a tint so all of that was you know i i think accentuated the character and the story a lot i i can imagine them sitting there and you know discussing the you know the look the look of the village you know how it how it starts you know um, i think apart from parinda before agnipath films are not not that dark again uh, you can think of noir and the noirish films in the 50s but after that bollywood is all about the bling and there's color and there's a lot of bright garish clothes and colors and everything is bright there are no dark patches but agnipath was delightfully dark even in the happy phase you're showing the village which is a uh, you know when he talks about electricity and light coming in everything is lamps right in the initial phase the village uh, if you look at even the kotha uh, where he goes to uh, the the dancer and and the whole thing 
even that is lit by lamps it's not very bright and well lit and there's no chandeliers and stuff like that which is the staple in in films those days and the 80s uh, i think so that also was very very iconic and i think uh, way way ahead of its time so i think uh, technically know, the film Mukulana. is very strong yeah 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 extremely yeah, strong yeah. that that um, also that scene where uh, the look of the whole thing when bachchan is riding that uh, that ship you know uh, that speedboat he's standing on it and you can see that bomb dropping in slow motion that grenade that uh, you know terrilin flings at him and he's just and that scene i mean it always gives me goose flesh i'm having goose flesh right now even thinking of it is that him in that complete suit white suit he's he's standing there on the ship and that bomb drops and he's he's seeing it drop right in slow motion and the very next scene is archana puran singh coming out of the sea she's in that uh, lounge and he uh, leaps out of the ocean and walks all in white again right so that's mukulanand for you that's the bachchan bachchan myth for you and how they tried in their own little way to recreate that persona that that myth uh, so they, there are a number of touches i mean there's terilin who, who what, what's up with that Ter- name amrish <laughs> i have no clue so one so one way is maybe that i mean there's hasmukh bhai who is kind of a jovial kind of a fellow right there is usman so go figure uh, but uh, with terilin i think it was his clothes right so terilin is is a material i mean it's clothes it's whatever fashion so he was shown again one of those things that Uh, strangely mukulanand doesn't spell out he doesn't spell out a lot of things he spells out so many other things but he doesn't spell out these tiny small nods that he does there's this very uh, you know stylish looking gentleman with suits and everything and with a certain kind of mustache and with a stick and you call him terrily right and he's a villain right and you have a certain look of the 60s but the same character in the 90s late 80s early 90s he has a different kind of clothing and the mustache uh, the look is very different um for the same character right because the eras have passed and he's wearing a different suit and different kind of clothes and all of that <laughs> but yeah so so those are the things that uh, i think mukulanand did and we should we should talk about them more and uh, these kind of discussions kind of should happen more uh, i think he was more than we gave him credit for we talk about gurudev we talk about Brindle. again not comparing yes, the yes. greats like but i see what you're saying that, but yeah. i'm saying mukulanand had his had his place as a filmmaker and as a visionary whether during his life or after it mukulanand's last year was mukulanand's 25th death anniversary uh there was no talk about it people didn't uh, you know speak about those unfinished films and and the kind of films that he has left behind so i think uh, he deserves more conversations more celebration and all of that and one way to do it is kind of revisiting his films and you know chatting about it like we are doing it right now absolutely absolutely you said it and um, you know i think a lot of uh, kids of Today's generation will dig Mukulanand's films because uh, you know, like uh, you said, they were high on technical finesse and style, 
And, um, you know, one of the things that kids these days uh, love is to dig out all the Easter eggs, you know, the nods to classics and all that. And there are so many in Mukulanam's films. And, you know, we can just uh, keep on talking about this all night. But just uh, real quickly, the scene that you were talking about where uh, Bachchan walks out of the water uh, is straight out of uh, The Long Goodbye, uh, you know, where there is a similar scene with uh, Elliot Gould. And, uh, of course, Arjana Puran Singh's uh, thing is like a born girl, right, uh, from Dr. No. So uh, that that's yeah. definitely there. So, you know, all these little things that Mukulanan, you know, probably those are the films that he loved. And uh, I always thought that, you know, if uh, he was ever asked, a gun to your head, pick your uh, favorite film. I I think, you know, he, he, he very good chance he would have said Agnipat. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I agree. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I mean, we can... I mean, claim... Hum is a huge blockbuster uh, and all that. Kudagawa yeah, 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 is huge. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But probably uh, given what Mukulanan stood for in terms of um, cinema and the aesthetic, I think he would have said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. To the extent that we have seen his films and seen his interviews and, and uh, read him, to, the, to that extent, I think we can claim to know him. And from right. that from that perspective... We can definitely say that if he's asked about his his favorite from his crop of films, I think he'll definitely talk about Agnipath also because it didn't work. Hum, hum worked, Khudagawa, uh, you know, became a huge hit and stuff like that. But Agnipath was his baby. Like, like how Raj Kapoor always kept talking about Mera Naam Joker because that was one film of his that, uh, that uh, didn't do well. So I think it's the same for Mukulanand in his entire body of work. That was one film. Uh, which is which he very visibly made with a lot of love and a lot of film love, if if, if nothing else, you know, uh, and it didn't work. It it must have hurt bad. It it must have must have really hurt. So yes. I I think he he would surely call it uh, his most fond or or most favorite work. Favorite child, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Amrish. This was great. Um, you know, I uh, like I said, Agnipat is, uh, you know, it's a film I like very much. And it was uh, great chatting with you about that film. And you brought so much insight uh, to this discussion. I uh, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you called. Thank you, Amrish. If you like the episode, do consider supporting the show. Your support will help me continue creating content like this for fans of Indian cinema and Hindi cinema everywhere across the world. You can find the link for supporting the show in the episode notes and on the podcast website. Also, do share this episode on social media and do subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to your pods. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at loveofcinemasf8. Feel free to reach out there or by email with your comments, feedback, and suggestions. You can find my email in the episode notes. That's the episode. This is Himanshu signing off. And as always, thank you for listening to the Love of Cinema podcast.